Yeah, and with that thought, uh, we begin podcast 150, and it is June 2nd, 2015. So, it is also um, now a few weeks on uh, from the... 35th anniversary of the eruption of Mount St. Helens here in Washington State. Uh, the uh, Como News website carried an AP story that uh, says, quote, 35 years ago, Mount St. Helens in southwest Washington State erupted, killing 57 people, blasting more than 1,300 feet off the top and raining volcanic ash for miles around. Unquote. Um, so I went to a Vesuvius exhibit uh, with Jessica and my parents when they were in town too, um, and it was actually at the Seattle uh, Museum. I think I think it was the Seattle Muse- Museum of uh, of. Uh, I don't think it was actually the Museum of Art. Uh, no, that because that's downtown. It was. Uh, Oh, the Seattle Science um, Museum, and uh, that yeah, it's actually uh, um, near the Space Needle. It's it's in the same uh, complex. It's called the Pacific Science Center, uh, and you know the place had a Mount Vesuvius exhibit about Rome, uh, the Roman city south there of actual Rome and uh, how it was covered with uh, uh, ash I think uh, maybe some lava and then there was Herculaneum nearby that was covered with a different kind of mix and that's what we were learning uh, the mega mountains the huge scenic mountains that that sit between Seattle and Portland are mostly volcanoes stories that I was covering for a while on this show, meta stories, I guess, is, uh, well, guns in America. And here's a, uh, here's a clip. I think this is from Nightline about more this, uh, this stuff going on. Out in the restroom and spills through the restaurant and into the parking lot, 
Bikers using brass knuckles, knives, chains, clubs, and guns. This is the Nobody most really cares. The most gruesome scene that I have dealt with. Leaving nine dead and 18 injured, just feet away from families having lunch. A scene seemingly okay. written straight you out of the violent crime drama, drama, Sons of Anarchy. It was really, really scary. We didn't know somebody was going to come back. They said people outside the doors had guns. Diners and employees locked themselves in the freezer to escape the unfolding violence. I crawled back towards the no, waitresses and some other people who were there. We had wounded inside. We had people stabbed. We had people shot, and we had people beat. Police say the bikers were gathering for an annual biker night at this restaurant, Twin Peaks, a chain known for its good-looking waitresses. The restaurant advertising on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Police expected trouble from the rivals and were already there when the violence erupted. I just heard gunshots just going off, probably over 20 gunshots at least, and... Uh, releasing more than 50 mugshots. Last count, we have 170 individuals that we have arrested and are booking or have been booked into the McLennan County Jail. Those individuals are being charged with engaging in organized crime in reference to the shooting at Twin Peaks, which is a capital murder. The FBI has called outlaw biker groups a serious national domestic threat. And tonight, Waco police tell ABC News they're still on guard. Are you worried at all about possible retaliation? Certainly something that we are aware of. Police have <laughs> not yeah. answered words tonight, saying the restaurant was warned not to host this gathering. <laughs> <laughs> they did it anyway. As much as you want to, you fucking dickhead. One of the five biker gangs involved in Saturday's shootout, the Bandidos. They have a saying, this is over, we cut do one, a we all bleed. Their ruthlessness featured on the show Gangland. Edward Winterhalder was a member of the Bandidos for six years. Some members of motorcycle clubs are criminals, and some of the criminal activity that goes on is not known. He's written books on biker culture. He says for bikers, officers in the United States, Mexican authorities say police in Grapevine, Texas, violated a decades-old treaty by waiting four days to inform them of the killing of Ruben Garcia Villalpando. Police say they shot Garcia early Saturday morning during a traffic stop after he defied orders to halt and walked toward a patrol car with his hands in the air. Garcia's attorney and a local activist described their account of the shooting to news station KDFW. Hey, listen, buddy. The officer said, don't move, Mother F. He stayed there. And for one reason or another, Ruben begins to walk towards a police officer. And not one second passed, and the officer fired twice. Pop, pop, and Ruben was dead. When this video was released, you will show that there is a man who has no prior criminal record a wife and poor children. So it's he puts a joke. His hands it's on a his fucking head, joke. Because he asked the officer to treat him with respect and dignity and not to be calling him Mother F multiple times.
The shooting in Texas comes just 10 days after the police killing of Antonio Zambrano Montes in Pasco, Washington. Zambrano was reportedly throwing rocks at police officers when he was killed. The incident happened at a busy intersection. Several eyewitnesses recorded cell phone video that shows Zambrano turning to face police, raising his hands before he shot. On Thursday, oh, authorities come on, confirmed how many times they fired at Zambrano. This is Sergeant Ken Latin of the Kennewick County Police Department. Ultimately, this is a question that you had, um, we determined that they fired their weapons 17 times. 17 times they fired. Yeah. Of those, Six rounds struck Mr. Well, this uh, just continues, but I, I mean, I think the uh, the two things are linked: the the gun culture and the uh, uh, culture of impunity around police. Uh, um, <laughs> I have. Uh, Jessica, uh, uh, with me now. Uh, thanks for uh, joining the show, Jessica. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I wanted to mention my JavaScript jQuery framework, Joey PC. Yeah. So you can use it to uh, make uh, your page load with random colors if you're designing a website. You can, uh, and it has sort of like themes. So if you uh, want to have a dark theme, it'll give you a random uh, dark background color for the body of your HTML page. And then it will give a random light text color and a different, but also light, random link color. Very nice. And so each time it loads, it does that. It'll also change your color based on input. So you can say green or of one of the hex numbers and it'll mm -hmm. do that it has some random functions too uh, so you can uh, you can uh, get the link to the github page and everything at the homepage at joeypc.com how do you see something like this being used well uh, if a web designer were uh, uh, um, wanting to just make some very quick uh, style uh, color changes this thing plugs in like I said with some functions where you can give it a parameter so you can use it all sorts of ways but one of the ways where you can just use the built a built-in function like Joey PC random dark text on light background with dark links it's just that with underscores underneath if you call that function um, when you have JavaScript loading and you're in, and you've loaded a jQuery event you call that that that, that function and uh, you know it will give you like that theme so it's a fast you know, kind of a uh, uh, style generator, and basically that uh, it, it, it's a good it's a good like tool you can like you could you could edit it yourself too and, and tweak the, the the theme, but it offers a range of different uh, color options. So it is basically for web designers. But if you were someone who just was you know uh, hacking on a little bit of JavaScript and you know all you need is a static website, and you can try this. You can try it on your desktop too. Awesome. Okay, there's this clip uh, from Russia today. Anti-Monsanto protesters.
Uh-oh, a man and his megaphone. There's always the guy with the megaphone at those things, right? So so that so that reminded me of the thing that we went to that was uh, in 2013, two years ago. And um, I don't know, I think, I'm not sure if it was around the same time of year, like it was, a, like there's, is becoming this like anti-Monsanto <laughs> day or something, but... But like, remember we we marched in Cleveland against Monsanto, and you took a lot of great pictures. And uh, we were like playing. Like I had a video uh, uh, that I had taken that we played a clip of on the on the podcast. So I was like, I was looking at that, and it was it was podcast number eighty eight. So I was I was gonna put a link in the show notes to that too. Uh, you know, I think that was in either like March or May for some reason. Well, that's a that's a good uh, question. Um, I think I have. It's uh, still cool. The thing book, yeah, but yeah, right. But Cleveland. It, it was May. You're right. It was May, May twenty seventh. That's when the podcast was done. So I think it was a, maybe a day or or a week before that or yeah. something. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Uh. We really saw some interesting like um, signs and stuff like that at that show. Yeah, and I mean. That's- I, two years ago, you know, because I was thinking about that, and I thought, well, it wasn't last, you know, May, but um, it was really just, you know, you just have to keep fighting for your rights, and you have to keep, you know, pulling your voices together and making noise to let Monsanto know that we don't want this shit, you know? Like, I was telling you just the other day, I think, that I was looking at this label and now the food labels talk about everything that's not in it. It's non-GMO. There's no dairy. There's no soy. No corn. No that. Like, well, what's in it? You know, we've we've gone from this flip of saying we used to put all this bad crap in our food, and now we're in the process of taking it all out. And the food industry, if you've watched any of the documentaries on Netflix, and there's you know a handful of really good ones about it. I mean, they have such a stronghold, and they're tied in deeply with the government. Hello, corn syrup, that is now being repackaged as uh, fructose, by the way. So check out your labels, people. It's just, you know, it's the good thing about America is we have this right. We protest. We, you know, we raise our voices. Um, I'd like to see it go a lot faster. I mean, it's been on the ballot before in California, and a lot of, you know, rich people just you know, pushed it down, and we protested about this two years ago, and it's still, you know, people are still Yeah, the GMO labeling it. hasn't gone anywhere. No. For whatever crazy reason, even Oregon voted it down, uh, yeah, uh, I think it was in the last election, and, and it was, I remember looking at the map, and it, you know, there wasn't enough support in Multnomah County where, where Portland is, and of course there was huge um, uh, opposition to GMO labeling on the Farm Belt in the southeast of Oregon. Yeah. So um, they're uh, up, up, up uh, uh, east and maybe a little north there um, in uh, Yellowstone National Park. I saw this story. Um, bison tosses Australian tourist. Uh, <laughs> now, they can't um, get rowdy we, and drunk. We, yeah, I know. We were in Yellowstone. We went through it um, on um, our way west last year, and it was uh, uh, like... Um, it had elk. It had elk out the east spot. We were watching. We were taking photos of elk. I don't know that we saw any bison. The time we were there, no. handful of years earlier, it was um, the season. I think they have different my my like kind of patterns where they kind of wander north and south depending on the time of year and stuff, right? And even on and off the Yellowstone property in some cases, like 
uh, which could be pretty perilous. But but um, yeah, so apparently, but but there, but I mean, okay, people I guess have been crowding them around Old Faithful, the uh, um, and uh, 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 so so the Guardian dot com. Uh, uh, says, quote, an Australian tourist, 62, survived being tossed in the air three times by a bison while he was visiting Yellowstone National Park, U.S. authorities have said. Three times. That's like a one, two, <laughs> boom. You know, like, as you're coming down, the, he's coming up to get you for the second one, and the third one, he's done with you. I mean, that not that, like, just... I, I, I'm trying to picture that. That's a that's a good way to describe it. Like, <laughs> that's how I imagine it, I guess. That's sort of it, a... I mean, a boom, boom, boom. I mean, hopefully this guy isn't stupid enough to go back and get three it different could, hits. It, it couldn't help but be a little cartoonish <laughs> when going up and down three times like that, you know? I mean... It's that, probably pretty quick. Uh, I guess I guess maybe we should have, like, a, a recreation of it. So, uh, the, uh, um, I, you sent me this story, uh, it, I admit it was a while ago, but we haven't been recording as many podcasts, uh, uh, you can now rent goats on Amazon. Yeah. Um. To mow your lawn. It, it, that's pretty great. Uh, home services, um. Plumbing work, iPhone repair, and hire a goat grazer. Uh, that's uh, yeah, and that that that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, because if you can't have a goat as a pet, which is the ultimate goal, then you can at least just rent it to come and do your lawn. Because if you have it as a pet, you get love and goat milk, mm-hmm. and they'll also <laughs> eat your grass, but you have to take care of it. Which, you right. know, there's an expense to that. But it's a goat. I mean, you have a goat. You're, like, so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, like, the cutest sound ever. And they're kind of, like, wily and silly. Uh, and they like to eat my hair. And <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah, so. But I think that's pretty cool. And it's eco-friendly. And why not, you know? Yeah, I think um, that's that would be actually a nice feature to have, like the, you know, let the goats eat the grass instead of use a, uh, a lawnmower. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan of mowing. In fact, you know, um, I, I I like rock lawns and stuff. Even um, basically, rock lawns. Ro- yeah, rock lawns. I don't think that's like a thing. Uh, it's just rocks. It, it, There's it, no lawn. It's all hardness. <laughs> There's no lawnness. Wow. <laughs> you think it's a rock lawn. Really, you just put a bunch of rocks outside of your house where a lawn should be because this is America and you have to have a front lawn with grass. Oh, Nothing else. On, this is bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
People are so funny about their lawns, though, right? Oh, they're obsessed. It's pretty with them. like they're obsessed by them. Must have like especially like the Midwest. I saw this one article where this guy he turned his front lawn into like a vegetable growing area, and he grew all this fruit and vegetable for himself and his neighbors. And he's like, if everybody did this on our on our street, instead of worried about a friggin' lawn, they actually used the space to grow food. You understand that? Yeah, you know, somebody could grow beets, somebody could grow lettuce, like, they have a whole little community, and like, boom, there you go. Hey, I mean, I mean, I, I think, like, there should certainly, people should certainly be free to use the, you know, the property that they supposedly own to, you know, to, to put whatever plants they want on it. No, 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 but let's, let's take this further, because I'm surprised that you're even saying this, knowing how much of a lawn hater you are. It's just like, to me, it's like the, oh, but it's our tradition. That's I, the argument. Oh, but it's... I'm wait. saying people should be able to grow, like, crops on their lawn. Right, but, like, what I'm saying is let's talk about lawns. Like, lawns yeah. are kind of crazy. They use a lot of water. By the way, side note, California in this drought. I've experienced this before living there. I mean, it, things are getting shut down. Like, we went into Whole Foods and we're like, well, can we get some arugula? No, they grow it in California and there's a drought, so they're not growing arugula anymore. What yeah, I mean, it's getting really hardcore. Like, they're, they're going to make a big stink about this drought in California. It's going on for a long time. I don't know what that said. That sounded like mumbledness to me. <laughs> it's not good for business in California. Let's hear it again. No, that is not what I said. It's like... Bah, 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 bah. It fucks our business up. Oh, yeah. That's more what it... Let's, let's, it fucks our business up. Yeah. Well, that sounds better. Anyway. Yes. So, with the drought thing in California, but just in general, this just this whole concept of lawns. I, I'm, not, I'm kind of mystified by it. It's just a, it's a Victorian affectation, you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, it's not anything important. But there's all this space, and it's just this weird little green thing. I don't know, I'm just now sort of thinking about lawns in general. There's a lot of places here in Seattle that are like, fuck the lawn, though. And they just go rock garden. Can't wait! strongly about the fact that great men have been disenfranchised for a long time and have not been able to sit in high places politically or on other levels because of color. But this has had great psychological ramifications, not only for the Negro community who has had many reversals over the last couple of years because the racism which permeates American life from top to bottom in, the, in, in very subtle ways and in very aggressive, obvious ways, uh, uh, the Negro has paid a terrible price for Somehow, uh, you'll Harry Belafonte speaking in 1967. Mm. Um, I, um, I I was actually playing clips earlier about the, uh, you know, the gun incident in Texas uh, with the bikers, uh, and uh, and then you know I was uh, thinking about the the culture of impunity around police and how you know like there was that uh, 
um, Cleveland uh, officer that was just uh, acquitted, even though he shot a couple people dead. They they were like a hundred police officers chasing these two people, and they yeah. rained a hail of bullets on them. And then they shot that kid recently, and, and all sorts of stuff. Well, there's a, a recent settlement with the feds, with the Justice Department. Um, it's I guess all the details haven't been announced, but it's like a you know it's probably gonna be some sort of consent decree type situation where like Cleveland has to be watched by the feds to see that they're competently running their police department because they weren't able to do it on their own. Um, and uh, um, there was a uh, a shooting I read about. This was from May 11th, uh, 2015 on Cleveland.com. Uh, a shooting on Cleveland's west side that killed one... Uh, uh, and injured four others including a pregnant woman oh, followed I just a fight that this. broke out at the eventual crime scene the police said do you heard about this i just saw something briefly come into my radar about police and pregnant woman and some snafu that they had to apologize oh for. i think that might have been a different incident i did hear about a time like a time when they like i think it was a roadside stop or something where they were mistreating like a a pregnant or maybe maybe like a like um a woman was there was a woman in texas that uh i'm gonna read but let me see if i can find that uh pregnant woman it would be on like a today's news oh well there's all there's um uh yeah um there's something uh uh, a woman says she was assaulted by deputies when pregnant. Um, Hunt County Sheriff's investigating after a video was posted. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, there's 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 uh, there's all these different you know. Oh, there's stuff. always crimes by cops against but as people, especially people. including pregnant women. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, and um, so this incident in Cleveland. Um, this was uh, right on Bosworth Road. You remember Bosworth right on the west side, just uh, east of 117th. So it was just there in Cleveland. Cleveland's oh, a small city. Yeah. We lived in Lakewood off 117th, west of it, six blocks, about a, what, a couple miles north of there. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, we really didn't live right in that neighborhood or anything, uh, on the other side of 90. But it's not far, you know, and, uh, and, and it's a small city. And, yeah, just just on you know a fight on the street and a shooting just right there on Bosworth. Yeah, so close we could probably hear it from our porch. You think? I, I mean, if it had been you know if it had been a quiet night, I, I guess it would have might have been possible. It's yeah, it was one of those things you know like uh, uh, there's there's just uh, a, lot, a lot of that. Um, Hashtag this is Clee. <laughs> and of course. United States is based on guns. <laughs> I wonder if he's ever heard the podcast and heard that clip and, and how much we use it. Um, because we like it and because it's so true. 
<laughs> and even though we really kind of take it out of context because yeah. he's sort of an advocate for the gun and America's yeah. based on guns. Yeah, we do take it a little guns. out of context maybe, but I mean, I do think there is an, there's certainly a, a great element of tribute to it, kind of like what you're saying. It's our art. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great it's a great clip too, right? I mean, it's like we have um you know, I have I have the the podcast soundboard, and it like you know, there's some great clips in there. Like there's stuff, there's some clips that are from our uh, video podcast, uh, like Pacific Pelican slash podcast. Uh, you know, we had a video podcast that ran from like 2007 to 2011, 2012, around there, and uh, like uh, this is one of the classic clips from that. <laughs> so you I love that my own laugh makes me laugh in that way. Laugh. It's so weird, laugh. but yeah. I, I can't help every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to laugh. I don't know why I'm going to laugh. I, that's one of the reasons I love that clip. And, um, <laughs> You're and like, then, I can always make her laugh with this. And, and then you had me uh, say, like, um, uh, talking to the camera in uh, Walgreens in San Francisco just, be, just before we left. We were. Uh, so I don't know, like um, that's not, see that one's not even clear. You're talking about clips that are that are like indistinct, like um, that one. Can you even really tell that I'm saying no beans? I don't know, but I like it, and it sounds so, it sounds like no something, doesn't it? So I mean, I play it when I like when I mean like no or something usually. Yeah, I just I think you had you didn't have that it said it's gonna fuck up our business. You said it's gonna mess up our business. Well, you know what? I I rephrased it. I think yeah, even more. and I was listening I just, for that. I just was, was like, like kind of I know I I, I meant to I I, I, I should have repeated it word for word, but the thing was um, it actually is on the, on that soundboard. Um, the, <laughs> it's actually in parentheses, so I got to admit, like they're they're pretty clear because like, as in like. This is an aside. It's, not, it's, it's un, gonna sound. Yeah, it's under a, a heading called background talking. So, oh. so like whoever made the pot, um, the soundboard was, uh, yeah, they were pretty uh, conscientious about it. But I mean, it, that was the one I had in front of me, and that was like the I thought that one, <laughs> that one would go with like how you know it's big agribusiness in California. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So I have a story that is uh, from Cleveland, straight out of Cleveland, uh, but this isn't about the NBA Finals or or anything like that. This isn't about uh, their uh, renaming the medical mart. No, th this is a story that takes us to the zoo. Um, <laughs> mother dangled toddler over cheetah exhibit before fall. Cleveland Zoo says. And then it fell into the cheetah pit. The baby. <laughs> Did it get eaten? Um, uh, 
Let's see. Did they uh, rescue the baby? Cleveland.com. A mother dangled her two-year-old son over the cheetah exhibit in Cleveland Metro Park Zoo this afternoon when the boy slipped out of her grasp and fell, zoo officials said. Cleveland Metro Park's plans to address child endangering charges against her. Uh, they plan to press child uh, endangering charges against her, according to a news release. The boy who fell between 10 and 12 feet into the cheetah pit was taken to Metro Health Medical Center to be treated for minor bumps and bruises from the fall, Cleveland Fire Department spokesman Larry Gray said. Unquote. Kids are slippery. Yeah, she was dangling the kid. That's what the zoo people are saying. She was dangling the kid over... She was holding the kid over the... Uh, yeah, they're slippery when you hold them over. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> like Trying to put all the blame on, on the parent. Well... Or do you think all the blame is on the parent? Do, what do you think... What if she she took the kid and held it over the railing and over the pit? What do you What would you think of that? That's pretty horrible. <laughs> Why would you do that? Cleveland, I guess. They're in Cleveland. And then they went to Metro Health. Mm. And and the Metro Park Zoo is going to make sure to press charges against them. Like, yeah, like, that's we're, we're not much. waiting for people to to come forward as witnesses. <laughs> the Metro Parks themselves are are going <laughs> to just straight up. You know. Does that make common sense? Yes, it does, Dr. Phil. <laughs> he sounds like Ow. a banana. <laughs> a banana? I don't know. Like, if a banana could talk, <laughs> like, if there's a cartoon banana, I think Dr. Phil's voice would probably... I like, I like where you're going with Does that sound this? like common sense? Like, I'm a banana. Like, <laughs> yeah, bananas are kind of, like, weird. They're like the weird fruit. What other fruit looks like them? None. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're, they're kind of, like, Apples are brown, like oranges they. are brown, berries are brown, everything else is brown. Then there's this mm. banana. And it sounds like Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, I talked about the biker bro, but I didn't talk about this this story. So um, let me uh, let me make sure I have the uh, the gunshot uh, soundboard at the ready. Uh, can, quote, Kentucky deputy accidentally shoots his own mom after bringing gun to wedding, end quote. This is rawstory.com. Uh, a Western Kentucky, uh, quoting, Western Kentucky Sheriff's deputy was placed on paid leave after accidentally shooting his mother during a wedding ceremony. <laughs> Detective Corey Golightly, a McCracken County Sheriff's deputy, brought a personal weapon over the weekend to the wedding at Bardwell Baptist Church in nearby Carlow County. So I just, I just, I, I, I um, uh, uh, the, uh, the weapon fell to the ground and fired, striking McGolady's mother as the deputy adjusted his jacket, the investigator said. Oh, that sucks. Uh, and if, if that's really what happened, but I mean, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that all these events going on, like, like, I, I, I wonder, I wonder, um, I guess people are always going to double down on their stupid arguments, right? But, like, like the whole, the whole idea, like, um, 
uh, that gun nuts put out there that like people need more guns to and then people have deterrent that that people will be you know cool. people will be polite if they all armed you know that kind of bullshit like or they'll be like those bikers and they'll take the guns out and they'll start massacring each other yeah and like um you know uh we just keep like right like having more more incidents but has there been any meaningful gun control since we've been talking about this stuff like two years or so no i don't think there's been any other than maybe a few states here and there there's hasn't been any kind of i guess in in washington um uh they had they had a um an initiative i think that passed recently did you hear about that like uh uh, I think it's I think it's like a conceal and carry. I think it's a back. Um, it was it was a yeah. Uh, it, it I don't know like I'm looking at a mission initiative that failed that was like pro gun um, universal background checks. Yeah, they had um, uh, Washington Universal Background Checks for Gun Purchases Initiative 594-2014 according to Ballotpedia. The, um, yeah, it looks, it was approved. It designed to require background checks to be run on every person purchasing a gun in the state of Washington, even those who do so via private sales. So it was like, you know that the proverbial gun show mm-hmm. loophole? Yes. So that, so like, I mean credit due to our state although it actually has some pretty laid back probably overly laid back gun laws just kind of dating to a while ago i mean it's it's it's, it's history sort of as a western state i think like it never really has done much reform but i think like stuff like that at least is going through like at least this you know what i mean like uh but there is an element of like you know there's just seems to be a lot fewer shootings out here. It seems like, like, like guns are available, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's that many shootings for whatever reason. Um, but out in Kentucky, yeah, people are even gonna, gonna shoot their, their own mom. Uh. <laughs> well, and I mean, I guess my first question is why do you have a gun at a wedding? But that second of all, mean you shoot your own mom that's pretty hardcore that's a lesson right there (laughs) yeah you're not you're not i mean how do you that's yeah that's terrible that's a terrible thing to do i mean even by accident yeah pages on our websites one of them uh, is lovebirdsconsulting.com I, uh, I I put it together a simple you know website uh, for the front page of that uh, it, ha- it has um, a uh, link to uh, uh, 
the shorter version of one of the videos that we did for a yoga studio a few years ago. And then it also has a, um, a mock-up for a to-do app that I did. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got a few posts. Um, uh, it's uh, uh, generated, it's powered by a, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, app called uh, Wintersmith. So uh, um, it's a static site, but um, I, I uh, basically it's a node app called, called Wintersmith that I used uh, to generate it, and then you can preview the site too. And so uh, um, I, you know, I used it with uh, uh, you know their uh, blog template, and then I added my own style sheet, and uh, you know it's like a basic uh, site, but it, you know so. I thought it was kind of cool, you know, like it was able to build the site pretty effectively and then you can have like, I mean, you know, if you want to, you have to generate a new site if you want to update your archive page and everything. The one thing I ran into is that it seemed to want to, uh, want to use the preview server name as the uh, home URL and some stuff. And I, but anyway, overall, like it was, it's was, it was pretty cool. Like uh, you can see that that uh, software at wintersmith.io. There's one more software item, uh, and uh, it uh, is the uh, Parakeets TV page. Um, so we still have the site, the page about the birds, uh, but uh, there's also a uh, an app that. Uh, we have there that I made to uh, keep track of their behavior. Yeah, it's really cool because we've noticed that they do certain things we think around the same time of the month or um, certain things affect them, but also they're just kind of silly and fun to watch. And so now we can start to track their behavior and see if we notice patterns which is really cool. And you can use this technology, this framework, I guess, for anything really that you want to keep track of, right? Well, sure. I mean, you know, the app could be rewritten a little bit and you used to, you know, keep track of different sets of data, sure. Yeah. You can find the show notes at the website djmcloud.com slash 64.